God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have for us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back for another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. You know, we, we talked this morning about um, how they're coming for our kids. And we, we spent a lot of time talking about the fact that Big Pharma is really the white elephant, the huge gorilla in the room. And that many of the problems that we face today are directly related to the amount of drugs that they push on the street. And it's no wonder that when we talk about the drugs that they push on the street, we also have to walk past <laughs> uh, the fact that on one side, our kids are being pushed into fentanyl and, and methamphetamine, and they're, it's causing mass homelessness. It's, it's causing mass, mass death among 18 to 25-year-olds. Matter of fact, it's the number one cause of death, I think, isn't it, Mr. Producer? Number one cause of death in the, in the country I believe so, yeah. is uh, overdose from fentanyl. Number one individual cause of death. Um, but today, something much more sinister is going on. See, they, they're, they're creating this chaos. Every t everywhere we turn, they create this chaos. They want to pass these gun laws. They want to strip you of your ability to protect yourself. Every day we hear of people like the guy that ran through the, the, the building, the, the Trump store, um, that had anti-Trump stickers all over it that said he was hearing voices in his head. No, what he did is he was just a raging maniac and wanted to hurt people and thought, what better way to do that than to run this car through the front of the store? So, um, which, by the way, they won't charge him. Well, because why would they charge him? Why, why, would, why would they charge someone for doing something and attempting to take the life of another person? Again, making other people victims is really what the radical left is all about. But, but now, this is even, this is worse. Because we talk about big pharma and their big push. We talk about Pfizer and what Pfizer said. We're the criminals. And all of those doctors that have basically said that the COVID pandemic is a pandemic, that have stood up for American values and even the values of other countries, just to say, listen, we, we, we know that what you're doing is planned. It's not by accident. They didn't wake up one day and we had this pandemic. No, it was quite planned. But now, now they want to give six-month-old, six-month-old, um, they want to give them the COVID vaccine. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to think about that. Mr. Producer, what do you think about that? I think these people are trying to kill our kids. After everything that has come out, we have the DMED database, uh, the numbers for the uh, you know, people in America, especially young people under the age of 40, who have been dying of all these all these issues with i mean we just saw uh a few hours ago the the young woman who died after a tonsillectomy she got well she had tonsillitis went home and had uh hemorrhaged. hemorrhaged from getting a, a tonsil surgery and then i think jake said that he had a child sixth grader that had just been vaccinated that woke up didn't wake up the next morning yep didn't wake up the next morning so we're going to talk about the FDA approving uh, a new vaccine. And Mr. Producer, um, we have uh, an article from the New York Post 
which I think we should play. And this is a death from COVID-19. You're seeing a troubling uptick in several states, including New York, even as overall nationwide fatalities appear to be declining, according to new data. Um, th that was put up earlier today. I don't know if you want to play that. Do you want to put that up? Which one are you talking about? Oh, I got it. I got, got it. it. All right. So, so this was in the New York Post. And this, they're, they're basically more deaths. By the way, I like the New York Post. I think the New York, New York Post has done a pretty good job of staying away from the woke culture holistically. I still think that they have some of it, but they at least talk a little more about truth. But interesting that this, this article specifically, um, as, it, as it goes into it, talks about uh, between March 21st and March 20th, the nation, rec the na the nation recorded 6,987 deaths, down 10.3% from the week prior. New York, which sees one of the highest spikes in infections nationwide behind Michigan, has seen fatalities climb in, that, climb in the period. So between March 21st and 28th, the Empire State saw a total of 596 deaths, a 27% increase. Now, uh, w the, the problem with this is that we don't know how they're actually calculating deaths. We, we don't know how they're calculating it because before, if you were in the hospital and you tested positive for COVID, you were considered a COVID death. And so it, because of, and I think, by the way, and I'm not sure of this, but I think New York has one of the highest COVID vaccine uh, rates. So the people that are dying are most likely people that have received the COVID vaccine. So my question would be why? And today, um, uh, basement Biden, the illegitimate uh, occupier of the White House, said that we need more money, that we're heading into a second pandemic. A second pandemic from what? But I want to, I want to, um, I want to put this up here because this is this is absolutely terrifying. We're going to walk through every one of these pictures, Mr. Producer. Let's put up the New York Post of toddler. Tears as the nation's children begin to receive the COVID shots. The, these are young kids. Now, I want to I point something out. A child has a better chance of being hit by a Mack truck on the 10th floor of a building than he does of dying from COVID. So give me the logic. Tell me what the logic is of why you would give a child a COVID vaccine. Let's go to picture two. It's a great picture. Ansley Dinker, Dinkler gets a COVID-19. She's four years old. Let's go to the next one. Camilio Guerrero gets a COVID-19 vaccine, and she's four. Oh, there, and you, you see them if you go down to Mr. Producer, go down to number five, the fifth picture. You guys, you on the audio version, you're not going to be able to see this. A 10-month-old um, is given the vaccine for coronavirus at the Children's Hospital in San Diego, California, a 10-month-old. What kind of parent would you have to be to give your 10-month-old child a shot for a virus that has a 0.000000% chance of killing your child? If you go up, another four-year-old, Lazarus. You go up even further, another four-year-old, another four-year-old, another four-year-old, another three-year-old. This is crazy. And as you go down, Daniel Schwab holds his son, one-year-old Asher, at a, a registered nurse, administers the first dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine for children six months through four years old. Are, are you guys seeing this? Are, are, you, are you understanding what we're dealing with now related to this? Mr. Producer, did the, the text go out? I'm just getting these tests from people saying... We did not. Oh, it did go out. Just got it. So, so, so why? Why give a six-month-old a shot for COVID? I can think of no reason why you would give a six-month to four-year-old a COVID vaccine shot. We talked earlier about the um, epidemic of, of autism. In California, it's one in 26. They have one of the highest rates in the country. I think Colorado follows pretty, pretty closely behind that. Um, but when, when we start looking at big pharma, and I, I want to zero in on that. We, we, have, we have a couple of ma massive problems in our country. 
But Big Pharma seems to write all the checks and get all of the ability to just take control and make human pincushions out of Americans. Why would you give a four-year-old the COVID vaccine? You're, they have a 0% chance of dying. So as, we, as I started doing research on this and uh, the COVID vaccine numbers, I started to also realize that if we're looking at deaths, Mr. Producer, let's go ahead. I know we have a video that we want to play. Where is it? We don't have a video? Do we have a video? Okay, he's grabbing the video. Um, I want to I put this up if you can. This is a report um, that came out on December 6th of 2021. Now, you're giving this to a six-month-old to a four-year-old. So, so that's the new approved FDA vaccine for kids. I don't, I don't actually know of anyone that would sensibly give that to their kids unless there's something wrong with them. Um, but in this report, which came out, um, at least 69 athletes collapsed in one month, many dead. The report of athletes whose sudden collapse have been increasing noticeably lately. Heart problems such as heart inflammation are often the cause. One of the known life-threatening side effects of COVID vaccines which even the manufacturers themselves warn against. So you warn against the vaccine, but you're willing to give it a, to a six-month to four-year-old, who, by the way, can't tell you if they have heart issues. They can't tell you if their chest hurts. They can't tell you any of those things. The current phenomenon is also evident that you simply look at Wikipedia and the last footballers who have collapsed and died. In year 2021 stands out with 13 entries so far. And no other year mentioned have more footballers died during a game. And the list goes back to the years 1889, so it really is a historical event. The mainstream media is curiously uninterested in the major global story. The German outlet, uh, Watch and Blink, compiled a reference list of the cardiac incidences in October, while another online outlet, uh, Granite Grok, published a new list of sportsmen collapsing on the field. Other outlets had listed these incidents with some cases overlapping. But these do not include Filipino professional basketball star Rodier Cabrera, who on Wednesday collapsed during a tournament play in uh, Pasig City. The Tribune from the Philippines reported he had, cardi he, he had a cardiac arrest. Um, he later lost consciousness inside the locker room before he was immediately rushed to the hospital where he was diagnosed with fatal arrhythmia, according to a local news. So he died. Many top athletes from Europe and the U.S. have reported serious side effects after the COVID jab. For French professional tennis player Jeremy Chardy, it has meant the end of his career. Chardy, a formerly ranked 73 in the world, sees so unable to train in place. Since I got my vaccine between the Olympics and the U.S. Open, I've had a problem. I've had a series of problems. As a result, I can't train. I can't play. Icelandic professional footballer uh, Emil Paulsen collapsed at a game between his club and uh, Blink. As reported in the German Daily um, Paulson collapsed during the game, according to the Norwegian broadcaster. Um, according to his club, he suffered cardiac arrest and had to be resuscitated. This is all related to COVID-19 vaccines. Let's go ahead and take this down, if you would, Mr. Producer. Um, look, at some point, I'm going to continue to talk about the doctrine of lesser magistrates. We know that the people are not looking out for the best interests of people in our country. And they want to talk about 10 people, 20 people, 30 people. They, they've redefined what mass shootings are in our country. But yet here we are having a conversation about people dropping dead at age 23, 25, 21, 18, 16. Uh, I think the sixth grader was 11 years old in Jake's hometown. Um, these are happening every day. This is becoming a more frequent event, and people are accepting this as the new norm. People are accepting it. Yeah, what was a J Justin Bieber, his girlfriend? Didn't Justin Bieber's girlfriend have a have a heart, have a stroke or something? Justin Bieber's girlfriend had a stroke, and he uh, now has a... His face is uh, yeah, a palsy he, of he, some sort. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's really messed up now. Yeah, so he's going to be singing through half of his mouth. Too soon, too soon. I don't, I don't know if it affected his vocal cords. He's going to be like this. One more time. <laughs> okay, it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, you got to have a little bit of humor, people. A little bit of humor. These are the people that are out there telling us to just get the vaccine. And all of a sudden, they get life-altering environments that happen to them, and they, or incidents that happen to them, and they don't even correlate it. It's as if it came out of nowhere, just dropped out of the sky, and your face started to melt. I think it was like this. He literally could not see with half his face. Let's pull up a picture of Mr. Bieber. 
six months to four years old, the life, uh, the, the fatality rate for six month to four year olds because of COVID-19, I don't even think there's a recorded death. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe that there is a recorded death of a death of four year olds with COVID. Yes, that's me typing on the computer trying to get this done. Um, oh, no, that's not true. The deaths focus on age 0 to 18. Um, it shows that, let's see here, how many people have died? It doesn't look like eight. Eight people. Um, total deaths across the board, uh, 442, 0 to 4 years old. Um, 5 to 18 years old, 815 COVID deaths. So between those two, you have 1,200 people that have died, and we still don't know how they're recording those deaths. So I, I find it curious as to, you know, how are we recording those deaths? We know the, the uh, DOD data that came out of the Pentagon was all manipulated. We talked about uh, Thomas Renz, the information that he was able to collect, but now we're talking about them forcing vaccinations on six-month to four-year-olds where the chances of dying of COVID are nearly... Zero. I apologize. The, the number of kids that have died from uh, zero to four is five. It's five. Died. So we're, we're examining, I'm trying to put all this stuff together so you can put things together in perspective and you can start looking at it holistically and saying, all right, listen, we, we, they want to take away our gun rights. They've already taken away our First Amendment right. They're literally using technology and weaponizing the mainstream media. Uh, Mr. Producer, grab that uh, article, if you would, um, from, from Vice. They're, the things that they're writing stuff on about right now have to do with Election article is that? Sorry, the one with election deniers, the grifters, the the, the one that is that is definitely going to be an article that could lead to a defamation lawsuit against that uh, uh, Antifa activist that's acting as a journalist. Okay, I'm on. Yeah, let's go ahead and play if we can. Let's play this video. Um, let's uh, go through and play the second video if we would. These are reactions for the vaccine recipients. Minutes is what changed my and my family's life. Ten minutes. I'm a shell of what I was. I laid in the hospital for five days with no help. And I would be begging them, please help me. It is not ethical that they sent me home with a walker and an order for a potty chair. And I'm gonna show you what it looks like to have an injury and what I have to deal with every single day. My heart is so broken. I can't keep quiet anymore. This is a humanitarian crisis. These people are suffering. This is real disease. There has to be a recognition of vaccine injury. There are no vaccine injury clinics, and we, we know there's an epidemic of vaccine injuries. I mean, these, these are the most toxic medical in interventions known to man. There are millions of people who are suffering. They're being ignored. They're not getting treatment, and they're suffering. We know exactly what their diagnosis COVID is. I know exactly what it is. I know what it's caused by, and I know how to treat it. Humanity some of the world's best frontline doctors come together to develop Morality the I Recover post-vaccine syndrome protocol. What has happened to us is inhumane, and it's not moral at all. The NIH said there's no treatment for COVID. So that's why we put the FLCC together, and now we're doing the same same thing. I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. 
If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on a limited device at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's, and, and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off if you're using like ring apps or things like that you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized ip address but um that's just something you just learn when you get it but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are uh, so go to ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily you do have to use the slash daily so ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily and claim your 70 percent savings I want, you to, I want you to think about what you just watched. Some of you got to hear it on the, the video version. But as we, as on the audio version, you're not going to be able to see some of the things that you experienced. But one of the people that said he couldn't stay quiet very long, any longer is a doctor. And he was one of the doctors that had administered the COVID vaccine, but was watching his patients come back with adverse effects and dying. And he remained silent and then he, until he didn't. And then Dr. Corey was the one that talked about it, who, by the way, put everything on the line and testified in front of Congress and said that there's a miracle drug that's out there that can actually save lives. That, that exists. Like there, there is a protocol for, for viruses such as COVID. COVID's been around a long time. You had COVID-2, COVID-3, COVID-10, COVID-19. By the way, COVID-19 was discovered in 2019, not in 2020. But it became this pandemic during an election year. And then we watched as they sent people to the hospital and forced ventilators on them. And, and part of it is I don't, I don't blame President Trump for pushing to get a vaccine. I mean, he's dealing with the information that he's being given by people that largely want to do everything they can to ruin his presidency. And it turns out that those four years, he did, he did everything he could. Last year, um, he's fighting a pandemic. He's fighting charges of a, of a uh, Russian collusion, which turned out to be a hoax. And as we get further down, you start seeing the Time Magazine article and everything else. They worked in a concerted effort in this cabalish environment to make sure that President Trump, who was handing back control and handing back the voice of the American people back to the people, um, was being attacked on every front by people on the inside. He, in essence, was a modern-day Julius Caesar getting stabbed by Brutus. But, but as, we, as we look at all of this data, it becomes impossible to ignore the fact that these are, these are medical doctors that are coming out, and you have hit pieces that are coming out on Vice and other, other channels, and they're, they're saying terrible things about these doctors. Terrible things. Yeah, we have another video. This is the head of... Um, I don't want to play that yet. I want to, I want to do this first. I want, I want to talk about the doctors all over the country. I want to talk about Dr. Dr. Weber. Rayanne Weber down in Colorado Springs, who has four, four complaints against her license by leftist pieces of trash who want to hurt her as a doctor. She's a doctor. She went to medical school. She does all the research related to how she protects her patients. She, she took an oath to protect her patients. And they're attacking her license because she promoted and helped people get access to life-saving drugs. Hydroxychloroquine, you know, that, and, and um, ivermectin, and created an entire process by which people could be cured without going and getting a vaccine. And now we're seeing the death numbers that are spiking among the vaccinated. And the people that are unvaccinated are never going to get vaccinated. And now we, f we face all of the economic downturns. The borders are still open. They're, they're talking, they're saying the quiet part out loud and saying that they did this on purpose to be able to pass their agenda. They no longer represent the American people. They represent themselves. And the big pharma companies, by the way, are unscathed. They're untouched in all of this. They, they are largely untouched when it comes to what they did in the opioid epidemic. That, by the way, is some of the people that you're seeing on the street, they started with Oxycontin. 
some of the deaths that you're seeing that are fentanyl, that are fentanyl-laced pills, are pills that were given to kids. And those pills are, they thought were Oxycontin, Percocet. They put that pill in their body and within 15 minutes they're dead. They're gone. We live in a, we live in a world today where we, we attack the truth, the truth truthers. We attack the people that tell the truth and we allow people to have a, a platform who are absolute pieces of garbage. And, and you have this bully pulpit of weirdos, wackos, sexual deviants, evil people, Satanists, you name it. You have a whole platform of those people that walk around in their Antifa wear and their BLM wear yelling, fight the power, right? We need to, we need to redistribute wealth. We, we, we should have access to it. We didn't earn it. We don't have any brain cells in our head. We, we don't have any intelligence. We don't know how to work hard, but you should give it to us. Them running around together, bullying people for standing up and telling the truth. And then we have people in the community that are saying something's not right. And yet you have others that are saying that the answer is just to take your kids out of the school, public school system. Well, I'm sorry. The public school system, the, the unions get to then take that money. They still get to keep that money. And they get to indoctrinate and create an army of people. We have to change the fundamental value of everything that happens in this country. We have to become the lesser magistrates. We have to become the ones that stand in a place of interposition. We keep waiting for someone else to do it. Let me just wait for someone else to do it. While Big Pharma destroys everything that our country represents. And at the end of the day, there'll be nothing left of society except for people that run around drone-like and you have the people that rule over them. That is where we're headed right now. You want depopulation? They, they're saying the quiet part out loud. They want to kill off 7.5 billion people. They only want 500 million across the entire globe so they can have their devil's playground. No one to stop them except for us right now. Let, let's, let's just play it, right? Let's play the, let's play the article where at a, at a health summit, the World Health Summit, which it should say the World, world Death Summit, Stefan Olerich, the head of the pharmaceutical giant Bayer, admits that the COVID-19 vaccine is in fact gene therapy. Let's go ahead and play it. Uh, we're really taking that leap, uh, us as a company, Bayer, uh, in cell and gene therapy, which to me is one of these examples where really we're going to make a difference, hopefully, uh, moving forward. There's some, uh, ultimately, the, uh, the mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, a gene, th gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body, we would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to, to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not possible before. They can't tell us the truth. They didn't tell us the truth about Uvalde. It was a 9mm handgun. Fact check me. Do the research. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. Criminal activity by people that are supposed to be, they're chartered. We pay taxes for them to protect the American people, and they don't protect us at all because they're more concerned about their pension. And you got pharmaceutical giants like Bayer, Pfizer, Moderna, companies that are making hundreds of billions of dollars off the blood, sweat, and tear of, tears of Americans. Supposed to do good. Doctors go to work for those organizations. And instead, they make the American people human pincushions. Experiments. Experiment on us like, like hamsters. And then the ones that stand up and say, I will not put that in my body. Those are the people that they want to attack. And the whole time that we're out there screaming from the, from the rooftops that this is wrong, little by little, they have to admit that what they're saying is, what we're saying is true. Taking kids out of the school uh, education environment literally is ruining those children. That the impact of what happened in 2020 literally is putting our kids behind, not, not one year or two years, but a decade. It's putting them so far behind that it's gonna be hard for them to recover. And they're doing it on purpose to create more chaos. There's opportunity and chaos. 
If we're over here trying to plug holes, we need to stop plugging holes. We need to learn the power of the word no. We need to stand in a position of interposition. And as we look at Pfizer and we look at Moderna, these are the companies that are literally killing our kids. And now the FDA, which, which by the way, I, I'm trying to find FDA in the Constitution. Hey, did you find it in the Constitution? Anybody find the FDA in the Constitution? Did you find the FDA in the Constitution? You know, I just searched the entire Constitution just you know, now. I didn't find it in there. I, you know, bureaucratic laws, all the things that we faced back in 1773 that, that forced us into a place where we said we've had enough was the same thing that we're dealing with today. Tyrannical people doing tyrannical things and using man's law to overs overshadow God's law, natural law, the ability to have free speech, to be able to protect your family, to, to have opportunity to have life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. All the things that the Founding Fathers fought for is the same things that they're stripping us of right now. It's like England all over again, only this is a global environment where people like Noah, was it Harari? Noah Harari, yeah. Yeah. Noah Yuval Harari says that he can become a god and that they will become gods, and they will tell us what we have to do. That is a true statement. He said that. But let's, let's play this next clip if we can, Mr. Producer. And that is, this is Dr. Uh, Michael Yeaton saying that his view, the COVID gene-based vaccines are toxic by design. Now, I'm, I'm bringing this all back to the place that they're giving it to six-month to two-year-olds or five, four-year-olds. They're, they're giving something that is a, a gene-based vaccine that by design is designed to be toxic. They're giving this to six-month-old to four-year-olds. And if you're a parent, you put that in your kid's body, you deserve to be punched in the face. Sorry. And if you don't like that, tough. Trying to kill your kid, something's wrong with you. But let's go ahead and play this. This is crime is not health. It is my view um, that these so-called vaccines are toxic by design. That is, the nature of the thing that the genes encode, that they get to express in your body is harmful, uh, it's genetically unstable, and it's slightly similar to some of your protein. You do all the wrong things. In any brainstorm session in vaccine design, you would not have arrived at this solution. And yet, four drug companies all came up with this solution with slight tweaks on it. So that's evidence, I think, of malfeasance and collusion, because there's no way ordinary scientists would have decided this. And so far, They've definitely killed hundreds of thousands of people because they trigger blood clotting, neurological problems, uh, immune destruction of tissues, and, and so on. They're just horrible. So don't take them if you haven't already, not for any reason. So, so here's a doctor that is saying, please do not take the vaccines for any reason. And you have people that are working for Vice that are journalists that are writing articles about this stuff and saying that, that somewhere along that we're, we're, we're hurting people by getting people not to take a vaccine. What was it this morning, Mr. Producer? I believe what, the, the, what they said is that we're criminals because we're not forcing people to take the vaccine. By the way, n nearly 50% of the world's population is not vaccinated. Nearly 50%. Not exactly a herd immunity there. And, and maybe that statistic's off. I know of people that have gotten their vaccine cards where the doctor took the vaccine and literally did this on the floor. Yeah, I think that number is actually a lot higher than, than they think it is. And we don't even know. So, so let, me, let me just walk you through this. You have a six-month-old to four-year-old. Does everyone remember SIDS? Sud sudden Infant Death Syndrome. And this happened in a period of time where we were seeing a rise or an uptick in this based upon vaccine inoculations that happen with children at the hospital. And so they had to change those vaccines because they were seeing this huge spike. It was, it was, I think it was nearly, it was up nearly 70 or 80%. And I could check the statistics on this, but I remember reading this study. And so they had to change the vaccine schedule and the, the manufacturers were forced to go back and look at it because sudden infant death syndrome became a major, major, major crisis in America. So much so that electronics and technology providers were building things that could recognize whether or not the child stopped breathing in the middle of the night because parents were walking in and their children were dead. I mean, I want you to think about that. 
So we have these manufacturers, we have these these pharmaceutical companies that want to act like they're doing good, but really they're doing bad. They're, they're doing the devil's work. We'll call it what it is. They're injecting stuff into your body. They're, you just had the, the Bayer CEO say out loud, he said it. He, he just said it out loud that people would not do gene therapy, but because of COVID and people being forced to take the vaccine. I want to point something out. Most people that took the COVID vaccine did not take so willingly. They didn't walk in and say, I'm so happy to get my vaccine. Yes, please, pump some more into me. I, I need more vaccine, more vaccine. Now, there are those people that literally got the tattoos of the vaccines. I'm on third booster, fourth booster. But those are a bunch of sick idiots. That's, that, that's the ones that Darwin would have taken care of, and we wouldn't have put the sign up that says, do not walk into traffic. That would have eventually taken them out. But most people took it because of social pressure, because their, their work said, we will fire you if you don't take it. So they built this entire corporate uh, environment that allowed for them to tell us, you got to take it. And frankly, my, my, my daughter did not. And we would have conversations, and I'm like, listen, do not do it. She's like, well, I might lose my job. And I was like, then lose your job. But you cannot walk into an environment where you or having them inject something experimental into your body. <clears throat> you just saw the video of the people that, frankly, were adversely affected. So um, I want to give a shout-out to one of our other sponsors, too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank, and I've done a lot of research on this bank, and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Uh, if you go to axosbank.com daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured. Member FDIC in there for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. <clears throat> if we can, there's another, another video, <coughs> Mr. Producer, <coughs> that is the FDA um, official, uh, Dr. Uh, Peter Marks, says vaccine kids have a five-fold increase in myocarditis. Um, let's go ahead and play that, the two-minute deal, please. Um, just about the reported incidence and the baseline rate of myocarditis prior to vaccination. Is, is there any data that you have on that? Yes. So, so there are the, the data the, there are data on uh, the incidence of myocarditis in this age range, um, and uh, I can pull that out. But um, uh, there, there, this is this is a known phenomena in the 12 to 17 year old age range, right. and the 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 rate that it was seen in uh, uh, in the. Um, and the 12 to 17 year olds who were vaccinated seemed to be about fivefold higher than the baseline rate um, that we uh, would expect. And that's why this is not a slam dunk. It's not like this is uh, unlike the thrombosis. Remember that we, we with the J&J &J vaccine, there was the thrombosis thrombocytopenia syndrome. There, in the absence of getting vaccinated, the chance <laughs> of having that was vanishingly small, right. zero. Basically. So there, anything you saw, you knew was real. Here, it's very challenging when something's only three to five times more uh, common in a vaccinated population. You don't know whether it's just cases that have kind of uh, cases that would have been there that aren't really associated with the vaccine that have come up or how much actually the vaccine has increased that risk. I'm not denying, by the way, I'm, just so that there's no one, I'm not trying to deny that there's some signal here. I'm, I'm just trying to say is the magnitude of this over what we might be seeing, nor, you know, as, as baseline summertime uh, uh, 
viral myocarditis um, is hard to know exactly. So, but just that's a nice spin, five x increase in the vaccinated population, and we don't know what's going on there. But but here's what they're telling kids in school. Ready? Correlation does not necessarily mean causation. They're teaching kids that in school. My son came home. He, he, came, he, he actually came home and he's like, listen, Dad, I need to talk to you about your, your feelings on certain things. He was trying me out. He was trying me on. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try my dad on. And I was like, okay, hit me. He goes, Dad, yeah, there's been an increase of deaths of young people. But what if, what if we just started paying more attention to it in the media? We didn't pay attention to it before. And I was like, oh, okay. So do you have any data to support that? He goes, no. But I'm being taught in class now that cause or correlation does not necessary, necessarily mean causation. And I go, son, let me, let me explain something to you. you. You literally have to look at correlations and, and try to map them to causations. That's the whole concept of making your society better. You have to be able to explain why things are deteriorating or why things are happening, negative and positive. But they're not teaching kids that. They're teaching kids that one does not necessarily equal the other. And the danger to that is because that allows people to forgive things or forget about things, put their head in the sand, and not have to deal with the, the, the stark reality that we're dealing with in our country. They were forced to look at the opioid epidemic. They were forced to. But when you're injecting so many things into the bodies of young people, now six month to four year olds, right? And you, ha- you already have, they already have a one in 26 chance if you're, if you're in um, California. And I don't know what the statistics are across the country. I can pick it up state by state. I think you should all do some research on this. But if you look at it specifically, if you just look at the correlation of that data, to when vaccines were moved from, or you have five vaccines. Remember, polio vaccine, there's, there's, there's an argument that the polio vaccine that was created did not actually end polio, but the polio was on its downward spiral already. Now, that may or may not be true. And the polio vaccine is, I mean, I've taken it. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not anti-things that can actually work to help our society be better. But there has to be a correlation that, that, can, that can say that there's a cause for why this stuff goes down not take credit for things that they have nothing to do with or, or say that things are not related and they just happen to happen. We just, we just happen to go through an economic downturn after a pandemic that was planned and we just happen to have something that could solve COVID-19, but we call it horse paste when that's not what it is. It's not what it is. We, we can talk about the election fraud and what happened in stealing an election and these guys walk around and they say nothing to see here. The election was not stolen. Oh, no, no, no. We definitely, the election was absolutely good. The election was not good. We know the election was not good. We know it was stolen in the machines. We have absolute proof. Mr. Producer, do you have that vice deal? Okay. I want to, again, correlation, causation. Everything that we're dealing with right now is traced back to two things. Two. Ready? Feckless, cowardice, and treasonous leadership in our country. 7,400 of them are elected across the country. I would argue that probably, we probably still have density of 51%. Let's say 51% are good people, and the other 49% are corrupt to the core. They were selected, though, not elected. And little by little, they start to whittle in, and George Soros and the rest of these absolute clowns, who, by the way, they aren't hurting. They, they, you, don't go, you don't go from $35 billion to be worth $25 billion and say, ah, man, I'm suffering. But the person that has $100,000 in their 401k, we use $100,000, or let's say a million dollars, let's say $2 million, and it goes down by 38% in six months, yeah, th- those people are going to suffer. Those people are going to have to go back and get another job. Or how about the people that are going to lose their jobs permanently and have to use all of their retirement just to survive over the next two years? We haven't even started talking about them. But if, if we talk about the things of the feckless leadership, the pieces of trash on both sides of the aisle, the, the rhinos and the Democrats. And then we talk about the election machines and stealing elections. That's our problem. That is what's led to all of this. 
That is what's led to lobbyists being able to do what they can do, that the, the farmers' companies doing what they're doing, the organized crime system that involves technology companies, mainstream media, and those people at the core, at the very top, that are literally the puppet masters of everything happening in our country. And if you believe that this is not orchestrated, or you don't, you don't believe it's orchestrated, you're not paying attention. So, so we have to deal with we have to deal with the issue related to election fraud. In order to be able to deal with these issues related to big pharma, and here's why: if the judges that are appointed by people in positions of power are corrupt to the core, and I believe the judiciary is absolutely corrupt, I believe that the judges in this country are 100 percent responsible for what we're dealing with today because they had an opportunity, including all the way up to Supreme Court, John Roberts, you're a traitor to this nation. They had an obligation and an opportunity to set things right, just like they did in the year 2000. Now, I'm not, I don't know if they got it right in 2000 or not. I know that they've been cheating on elections for many, many years. And if you remember what happened in 2000, the hanging chads in, in Florida, they had an opportunity in this year, but they chose to say that there was a lack of standing to get out of hearing those cases based on technicalities. And that was directly related to Antifa doing what they did in each one of our cities across the country, doing what the bullies do in school. Bully people into a place of fear. And then you stack on top of that what was happening related to BLM and George Floyd and the fact that they took a common criminal, a piece of trash criminal, and they elevated him and said, oh, here's a guy that they stood on his neck. They never stood on his neck. There was, there was, no, there was no intent of harm in the face of that officer up in Minneapolis. He didn't think about how to hurt George Floyd. And then you had leadership, the feckless leadership that went into that case specifically and said, if, you, if they don't make the right decision on this jury, then, then we need to go in and we need to do more harm. That was... Was that Maxine Waters did that on the streets of Minneapolis, calling for more strikes and protests, burning of cars and buildings? Not that they didn't do enough of that in Minneapolis. So we have to solve that problem first. But in order to solve that problem, we have to look at holistically what they're doing. Six-month to four-year-olds. I want to get back to the to root of this. The FDA approved it. The FDA of old white men and women, because I think that's what they were, right? Mr. Bruce, I don't think I saw a minority on that board. It definitely wasn't representative. Nope. It's kind of racist, actually, I think. You would think the left would be saying that. They authorized the first COVID-19 shots for infants and preschoolers on June 17th. Go ahead and pull this up, so I'll read a little bit of this for you. This is from AP News. And this Lindsay Tanner wrote this as if it's, it's a, a celebration. <sighs> U.S. regulators on Friday authorized the first COVID-19 shots for infants and preschoolers, paving the way for vaccines to begin next week. The Food and Drug Administration's action followed an advisory panel's anonymous recommendation for the shots from Moderna and Pfizer. It means U.S. kids under five, roughly 18 million youngsters, are eligible for the shots. The nation's vaccination campaign began about one and a half years ago with older adults, the hardest hit during the coronavirus pandemic. There's one step left. The Center for Disease Control Prevention recommends how to use vaccines. Its independent advisors began debating the two-dose Moderna and the three-dose Pfizer vaccines on Friday. They will make a recommendation Saturday. A final sign-off is expected soon after the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. At Senate hearings Thursday, Wolinsky said her staff was working over the, fort, the Juneteenth federal holiday weekend because we understand the urgency of this for American parents. So go ahead, take it down if you would, please. And just the update on that, this was then released Saturday as they, as they did green light it. Yeah, so U.S. Open's COVID vaccine, so that was on, on Wednesday and on Friday. They then said green light for kids to get this vaccine. Now, listen, there's 18 million infants and let's say that the government comes in and says it's all free it's a way to funnel your cash to someone else let's say they put a hundred dollars per piece on that you're talking about a couple billion dollars in just one shot so you're talking about a four or five billion dollar contract for big pharma companies 
to adversely affect our children. I don't know of many parents that think that their six-month-old to four-year-old should be getting a shot. I'd be curious to see how many parents think that they should inject some vaccine, given the myocarditis and everything else that's happening, into their children. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm a parent, and, and there are decisions that my kids make that are, that are heartbreaking. But what would be more heartbreaking is that I made a decision to harm my child that would forever change the trajectory of their life. And I think parents should be aware of that. They should be aware of the fact that the top six manufacturers and biopharmaceutical companies in our country are all felons. All of them. Pfizer is a felon. Mr. Producer, please find that article with me of the fact that they were found uh, criminally liable and had to pay a multi-billion dollar suit. You can see that for Moderna had the same thing, Pfizer had the same thing, J&J had the same thing. They've all paid billions of dollars in fines as companies that would have landed, landed any of us in prison for multiple life sentences. But they get away with it because they made $40 billion on it. We can even talk about the opioid epidemic. The, the penalty for the opioid epidemic for many of these companies was three to four billion. Here you go. This is Pfizer was hit. This is important. So this is in fi fine law. Pfizer hit with the largest criminal fine in U.S. history. Mr. Producer, push this up a little bit. This was in 2009. A lot has changed in 2009. Drug maker Farmer and one of its subsidiaries agrees to pay $2.3 billion to settle civil and criminal charges regarding its marketing of the drug Bextra. As part of the settlement, Pfizer pled guilty to felony violation of the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act for marketing the drug with the intent to deceive and mislead the public. The criminal portion of this fine is the largest ever levied by the United States government, breaking the previous record set by drug maker L. Lilly and Company, which is the illegal campaign for the drug uh, Zyprexa, just last January. Problematic off-label marketing practices. So th this, is, this is Pfizer. This is the same... Pfizer company that is putting this vaccine out. Now, a lot has happened from 2009 to 2022. A lot has happened. $2.3 billion. We're, we're headed into the largest kind of, I'll call it a waterfall, of the opioid crisis, which is hitting us still today. And the opioid crisis is now being replaced with a drug called Blue. Mr. Producer, find me an article on that drug called Blue, if you would, please. Guys, the reason why this all plays together is because they are going to the World Economic Forum. They are going to these places, the Rothschilds, the, the Soroses, the Gates. All of these people have been working for decades in order to create their own private playground across the world. Like to be the emperors of the world. Be, be the gods, as Harari says it. You know, the, the skinny weakling that says that they will be able to basically change the brains program the brains of, of humans, which, is, by the way, is not possible. Did you find it? The drug is just called Blue? It's a, it goes by the street name Blue. And it's a, it's a mix of fentanyl. It's a, it's a, it's a fentanyl drug that... Uh, is putting a bunch of per people on the road. Commonly used slang terms for drugs. It's called blue. I do believe it's called blue. I don't, I don't, yeah. Maybe I got that wrong. But I don't think I did. I didn't even know about it. But it's a mixture of fentanyl and methamphetamine. And you're, you're seeing people, and, and, and I, can, I can show you examples of how this has adversely affected many of our youth today. We keep talking. Are you talking about ISO? What is that? Um, it's a synthetic opioid, um, isotonotazine. Is that it? I think so. Let me put this up. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But I just know that they're, they've, they've got these new drugs that they call, um, I thought it was blue. The dangerous synthetic opioid in D.C. emerging in tri-state area. Yeah, there it is. Yep, those are called blues. They're blue tabs. Yeah. So, so these drugs, go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. Th these drugs are the things that they're actually pushing on our kids. I mean, guys, 
we keep talking about our children. We keep talking about our children. We keep talking about children, and we keep trying to come up with a solution and saying, all right, so, so where, where are we? Where, where are we? I mean, where, where are we as a country? Critical race theory goes after who? Who's it go after? Our children. Children. Gender fluidity and, and this whole thing of, of grooming children. Grooming children. First grade, second grade, sexual deviancy. All this stuff that they're doing and lying to parents about it, lying to parents about it, is, is happening to who? Who? Our children. We talk about the vaccines. You have a higher likelihood of on the 10th floor of a building getting hit by a Mack truck. Now, I, mean, I don't know you, uh, you, but I don't know how you get a Mack truck up there. You have a better, higher probability of getting hit by that truck up there than you do of dying of COVID. And yet, they're giving this to our children. We talked about antidepressants. We talked about uh, uh, psychotropic drugs and taking those drugs and giving them to our children. Mind-altering drugs. We talked about the correlation that they have with school shooters going into the schools and shooting up the schools. We talk about the correlation that we have and over 70% of our, of our society is on some sort of drug. And who do they target? So, so, so this, is, <laughs> this is not a conspiracy theory. They, they're going after our children. They get, and, and frankly, some of you are guilty of handing off this thing called a phone to your children. Saying, go sit over there and play. You know, I just need some, I just, you know what? I don't want to go into a restaurant and have you crying and doing all these things and causing people to look at me and then they're, you know, they're judging me. Let them judge you. But take the phone away from your kids. Kick them in the tail and tell them to go out there and rub some dirt in it. Don't feed your kids drugs. Don't give them vaccines. Stand in the gap in a place of interposition. I mean, we could solve this problem in less than six months. Now, you want to know why they, they, they censor me when I speak? You want to know why they literally do everything they can to stop me from being able to speak? This is why. I'm Captain Freaking Obvious for you. You want to solve the problem? It's become real simple. Set aside your petty differences, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, Red Party, Blue Party. I don't care what you call yourself. And start standing up for the children and saying, listen, I, it's obvious. If you just take a step back and you look at holistically the things that they're doing. And by the way, I have a friend who's been on this show and he is a lefty. He is a BLM guy. He's a lefty. He's been on the show. We've, we've had some good conversations with him. And one of the things he said is what they did to us in the inner city, the black families and the Hispanic families, they're going to bring to you. Well, guess what they've done? Where is the drug epidemic right now? It is in the suburbs. It is in the semi-wealthy families, in the middle class, the upper middle class, where people are losing their kids like water. And they're trying to speak up and talk about fentanyl that's coming in from China through open borders on our southern so side. And they're, being, and they're being allowed to say this is a humanitarian crisis for South and Central America. Hey, listen to me. We're on an airplane. I'm going to put my mask on before assisting others. I'm going to take care of America first. We're a very generous country. We have to secure our country and get back to what's good for Americans first. But what they're doing is shipping our dollars overseas, raising our taxes, making it impossible, attacking our children, telling, putting feckless, cowardice, evil leadership who are corrupt and care about money and power putting them in positions of trust and authority because they're stealing elections. I put it all together for you guys. I could draw you a big picture if you want. I have a friend of mine today that asked me a question, right? Asked me this question. And I, and, and I, and I didn't even think about it very much. But now I'm going to tell you. Because I, I, I think that it's, it's good to have a conversation with this specifically. Joe, how much money have you lost since the 3rd of November? You ready? In cash, like cash, like cash that I would have made, salaries, 
$3 million. In valuation, net worth, $150 million. Now, some of you can't fathom that I'm sitting up here talking to you saying, ah, Joe, well, I mean, I lost my company. I lost that. I lost the ability to, I'm doing this. I'm doing this podcast with you twice a day to speak truth to you. And you're like, Joe, whew, well, how much does that represent for you? A vast majority of it. A vast majority of it. And, and I'm here talking to you about truth, and my kids are grown. I mean, you, you ever heard the saying, you know, I'm just going to make sure I take care of my kids? Well, I've spent my life looking at other people's kids while I'm looking at my kids. I coached my son's soccer team for 14 seasons, never played soccer. We won the, the league championship in those seven years, I think, 11 times. We were champions. I used to teach the kids the principle. It's easy principle. We win as a team. We lose as a team. We score as a team. Everything we do is as a team. And I would, we would say it before and, and during and after the game. And when something went wrong, I'm like, you, you all lost. And they, they walked over and they wanted to give us trophies for being like fourth place or fifth place. I was like, no, you don't. Take that stuff away. And I kept the same parents for nearly that entire 14 seasons. Those kids are now graduating from high school or excuse me, from college. And you know what they're doing? They're, they're sending me invites to come to their graduation parties. Even given, and some of them were left. But even given that, their kids remembered the seven years that I spent with them. Because I worked on my kids while I helped work on society's kids, while working in our community to make them better young men. And, and that, I, I think that's what I'm trying to, to ask you guys to do now. That's what I'm asking you to do now.